the Quran in the night of power. And we know Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam migrated to Medina, which was in the north direction of Makkah, and then he came back to Makkah. It further says he will be given extremely good qualities. It further says he will be given eight supernatural qualities. The eight mentioned in the Hindu scriptures is wisdom, self-control, revealed knowledge, respected lineage, valor, measured speech, gratefulness, and utmost charity. All these eight qualities, alhamdulillah, are found in the last and final messenger, Prophet Muhammad It further says that he will be a messenger for the whole of humankind. As Allah says in Surah Sabah, chapter number 34, verse number 28, We have sent thee not but as a universal messenger, giving glad tidings and warning them against sin. But most of the human beings here do not know. It further says that he will be given a white horse. And we know Muhammad was given the burak by which he did the miraj. It also says that he will ride a horse carrying the sword in the right hand. And we know Muhammad even took part in the battle, most of which were in self-defense. He actively took part and even had the sword in the right hand. The Prophet further says he will guide the ignorant people to the straight path. And we know Muhammad guided the Arabs. Those days were called as Ayyamul Jahiliya, the days of ignorance. And Muhammad with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with the help of the Quran, he guided the Arabs from darkness to light. It further says he'll be helped by four companions, referring to the four sahabas, the Khulfa Rashidin, Hazrat Abu Bakr, Hazrat Umar, Hazrat Usman, and Hazrat Ali, may Allah be pleased with them all. And it says that he will be helped by the devtas, the angels in the battlefield. And we know the Quran mentioned in Surah Al-Imran, chapter number 3, verse number 123 to 125, as well as in Surah Anfal, chapter number 8, verse number 8 and 9, that the angels helped Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the Battle of Badr, and because of them, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was victorious. This was in brief talking about the Kalki Autar, which is mentioned in the Hindu scriptures. For more details on Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in Hindu scriptures, you can refer to my video cassette on this topic, which gives more details on Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the Hindu scriptures. Let us discuss the prophecy of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the Parsi scriptures. Zoroaster was the founder of Zoroastrianism, also known as Parsiism. It originated in Persia about two and a half thousand years ago. It is also called as a religion of Meganism or a religion of fire worshippers. The sacred scriptures of the Parsis are the Dasatir and the Avesta. Avesta is also called as Zendavesta. The Dasatir is further divided into Khurda Dasatir and Kalan Dasatir. The Avesta is also further divided into Khurda Avesta and Kalan Avesta, also known as Zend and Mahazend. If you read these Parsi scriptures, in several places, Prophet Muhammad has been prophesied. It's mentioned in the Avesta in Farvadin Yasht, chapter number 28, verse number 129, it says, that his name will be victorious. His name will be Astvet Areta. He will be called as Soshian. It says that he will be called as victorious, as Soshian. His name will be Astvet Areta. And we know Prophet Muhammad was victorious in Fatimakkah. And 
The word social, according to Hastings Encyclopedia, means a person who is praiseworthy, which is the translation of the Arabic word Muhammad. So Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is mentioned by name in the Parsi scriptures. It also says he will be astavit areta. Astavit areta means a person who praises, which is the translation of the second name of Muhammad, that is Ahmad. Ahmad also means one who praises. Further, it's prophesied in the Avesta, in Zamyad Yasht, chapter number 16, verse number 95, that his friends will come, the friends of Astavit Areta, who will be fighting against the evil. They will be well-thinking, well-speaking, and well-doing, and their tongue will not utter a single falsehood. This is talking about the Sahaba, and the name again is mentioned, Astavit Areta, which means one who praises, that is Ahmad, peace be upon him, which is the other name of Muhammad It talks about the Sahabas, that the companions of the Prophet will be good people. They'll be well-thinking, speaking good things. They'll be doing good things, and their tongue will never utter a falsehood. That means they will not tell a single lie. And we know from history that all the Sahabas, mashallah, they were truthful. Prophet Muhammad is also prophesied in the Dasatir, that is the other scripture of the Parsis. Dasatir means Das and Atir, means a book containing 10 parts. It is also plural of Dastur. Dastur means a religious law. So it is a book containing 10 parts, a religious law. It's mentioned in the Dasatir when the Parsis will forsake the religion, when the Zoroastrians will forsake the religion, and they will become desolate. A man will arise from the desert. His followers will subjugate the Persians and will conquer the arrogant Persians. They will be a mercy to the humankind. They will not worship the fire in the temple, but will pray in the direction of the house of God, of Abraham, which will be free from idols. They will be the masters and rulers of Persia, thus Balk, and the other religious places of Persia, of the Parsis. And their prophet will be an eloquent person doing miraculous things. This prophecy also refers to no one but the last and final messenger, Prophet Muhammad It's further mentioned in the Bundai Hash, chapter number 30, verses 6 to 27, that the Soshyant shall be the last prophet. Soshyant, as I mentioned earlier, according to the history of the encyclopedia, means one who is praiseworthy, referring to Muhammad And it says in the prophecy, Muhammad will be the last prophet. This was in brief regarding Muhammad in the Parsi scriptures. Let's discuss the prophecy of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in the Buddhist scriptures. Almost all the Buddhist scriptures, they speak about a Maitri to come. It's also mentioned in Chikka Varsunar Setanta, D11176. It says that another Buddha will come by the name of Maitri, the Holy One, the Supreme One, the Enlightened One, endowed with wisdom and conduct. Auspicious. 
having knowledge of the universe. Whatever he will get from supernatural knowledge, he will preach to the whole world. He will preach a religion which will be glorious at the beginning, glorious at the climax, and glorious at the end. He will preach a way of life which will be truthful and wholly perfect. He will have several thousands of monks as I have several hundreds of monks. This prophecy is also repeated in the sacred books of the East, volume 35, page number 225, that a Maitri will come with such and such criteria and qualities. And further it says that he will be a leader of thousands of people as I am a leader of hundreds of people. It's further mentioned in the Gospel of Buddha, page number 217 and 18, that Ananda, he asks Buddha that, Oh, blessed one, after you have gone, who will guide us? So the blessed one, Buddha, he replied, that I am not the first Buddha in this world. Neither am I the last. There will be another Buddha who will come, the Holy One, the Supreme One, the Enlightened One, endowed with wisdom and conduct, the auspicious, having knowledge of the universe. He will preach a good religion. He will preach a religion which will be glorious at the beginning, glorious at the climax, and glorious at the end. He will teach a religion which will be based on truth and will be a perfect way of life. And he will have many thousands of disciples as I have only hundreds of disciples. The Ananda asks Buddha, the Blessed One, how will we know him? So Buddha replies, he will be called as Maitri. Maitri means the merciful, loving, kind, compassionate. One equivalent Arabic word is Rahma. And Allah says in the Quran, in Surah Anbiya, chapter number 21, verse number 107, We have sent thee not but as a mercy to all the world, as a mercy to all the creatures, as a mercy to the whole of humanity. This word Rahma, mercy, and its derivatives are mentioned in the Quran no less than 409 times. And every chapter of the Quran, except for Surah Tawbah, chapter number 9, begins with the beautiful formula, Bismillah Rahman Rahim, in the name of Allah, most gracious, most merciful. So the Buddhist scriptures, almost all of them, prophesies about the Maitri that is Muhammad Sallallahu to come. Muhammad Sallallahu is further prophesied in the Buddhist scriptures, which is mentioned in the sacred books of the East, volume number 11, page number 36. Mahaparinibbana Sutta, chapter number 2, verse number 32, it says that as for the Buddha, there are no exoteric or esoteric teachers. And O Ananda, the Tathagatas, that means the teachers, have nothing like a closed fist. We cannot keep the knowledge to ourselves. It should be proclaimed. And we know Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whatever he received as a wahi from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he proclaimed to the whole of humanity. And he told his disciples that never keep it away from humankind. Proclaim it and spread it. That's what's mentioned in the prophecy. There's nothing like esoteric or exoteric. Everything should be told to the humankind. It's further mentioned in the Buddhist scriptures, in the sacred books of the East, volume number 11, page number 97, 
Mahaparinibbana Sutta, chapter number 5, verse number 36. It says that as Buddha had a servitor by the name of Ananda, so shall the Maitri have a servitor. And we know from history, from the series of Muhammad that the servitor of Muhammad was Anas. May Allah be pleased with him. Who was the son of Malik. May Allah be pleased with him. And Hazrat Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, he says, that my parents gave me to the Prophet at the age of eight. And his mother told the Prophet, O Messenger of Allah, take this to be your servant. And Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, he said, that the Prophet referred to him as his son, or the little beloved one. And we know how that Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, he always stood by the Prophet in times of peace and in times of war, in times of safety, in times of danger. He can very well be compared to Ananda. We know when the mad elephant rushes at Buddha, Ananda stood by Buddha. Similarly, we know how that Anas may Allah be pleased with him. In the Battle of Uhud, at the age of 11, even when the enemies were close to Prophet Muhammad how that Anas may Allah be pleased with him stood by the Prophet. Even in the Battle of Hunayn, at the age of 16, when the enemies who were archers surrounded the Prophet, yet Hazrat Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, he stood by the Prophet. He can very well be compared like Ananda when the mad elephant rushes at Buddha and Ananda stays by Buddha. So this is the fulfillment of the prophecy that the Maitri will have a servitor. It is further mentioned in the Gospel of Buddha, page number 214, that this Maitri to come, this other Buddha to come, will have six qualities. The first is, he will get enlightenment at night. Number two, he will become bright when he gets enlightened. Number three, he will die a natural death. Number four, he will die at night. Number five, when he dies, he'll become bright. And number six, once he dies, he will never be seen in the bodily form in this earth again. These six qualities and criteria befit no one but the last and final messenger, Prophet Muhammad We know that Muhammad the first wahi, he got was at night time. As I mentioned earlier, the Quran says in Surah Dukhan, chapter 44, verse number 2 and 3, and Surah Qadr, chapter 97, verse number 1, that the Quran was revealed in the night of power. It further says, he will be lit up. And we know Muhammad had become bright. He was enlightened. It further says, he will die a natural death. And we know Muhammad had a natural death. Point number four, he will die at night. And we know from the hadith of Hazrat Aisha, may Allah be pleased with her, that she did not have oil in the lamp. So she borrowed the oil from the neighbor, indicating it was night when Prophet Muhammad died. It further says that he will become bright at the time of death. And Hazrat Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, says that Prophet Muhammad looked bright when he died. And the last point is that when he dies, he will never be seen in the bodily form on this earth. I know Muhammad when he died in the bodily form, he's buried in Medina, and he was never seen in bodily form again. All these criteria mentioned in the Buddhist scriptures befit no one but the last and final messenger prophet Muhammad It's further mentioned in the Buddhist scriptures, in the sacred books of the East, volume number 10, page number 68. It says that the Tattagattas, they are only preachers. That means the Buddhas to come. They can only preach. And Allah says in the Quran in Surah Ghashia, chapter number 88, verse number 21, 
فذکر انما انت مذکر اللہ says to the prophet your job is to deliver the message giving hidayah is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's further mentioned in sacred books of the east volume number 10 page number 67 that to go to paradise even your good deeds are responsible your good deeds are responsible for you to go to paradise and Allah says in Surah Al-Asr chapter number 103 verse number 1 to 3 Wal-Asr Innal insan lafi khusr Illa ladhin amanu wa amilu salihati wa tawasaw bil haqqa tawasaw bil sabr which means by the token of time man is very in a state of loss except those who have faith those who have righteous deed those who exhort people to truth and those who exhort people to patience and perseverance one of the criteria to go to Jannah is amale salihat righteous deed which is mentioned in the Buddhist scriptures and further it's mentioned in Dhammapad Mattaya Sutta 151 it gives the criteria of the Buddha the final Maitri to come it says that he will be a mercy to humankind he will be gentle he'll be an example to humankind he says he'll be kind and he will be truthful so all these criteria befit no one but the last and final messenger Prophet Muhammad this was in brief regarding Muhammad in the Buddhist scriptures let's discuss the prophecy of Muhammad in the Jewish and the Christian scriptures the Jewish and the Christian scriptures we know that the Bible is divided into the Old Testament and the New Testament the Bible according to the Catholics has 73 books according to the Protestants they have thrown out seven books as apocrypha doubtful from the Old Testament so total Bible contains 66 books so the New Testament of the Catholics and the Protestants contain 27 books but the Old Testament of the Catholics contains 46 books of the Protestant it contains 39 books the Old Testament speaks about the stories about the prophets that came before Jesus Christ peace be upon him and the New Testament speaks about the life and the times of Jesus Christ peace be upon him we'll first discuss the prophecy of Muhammad in the Jewish scriptures it's mentioned in the Old Testament in the book of Deuteronomy chapter number 18 verse number 18 it says Almighty God says I shall raise them a prophet from among thy brethren like unto thee and I shall put my words into his mouth and he shall speak all that I command him this prophecy says I shall raise them a prophet from among thy brethren like unto thee like Moses peace be upon him so the Christians they say that this prophecy refers to no one but prophet Jesus Christ peace be upon him and when we ask them why does it refer to Jesus Christ peace be upon him they tell us because the prophecy says the prophet to come should be like Moses peace be upon him and Jesus Christ peace be upon him was like Moses peace be upon him and when we ask them how are they alike they tell us that Moses and Jesus peace be upon them both of them were prophets of God and both of them were Jew that's why this prophecy is talking about Jesus Christ peace be upon him if these two are the only criteria if these two are the only criteria for the fulfillment of the prophecy that he should be a Jew and he should be a prophet of God then all the prophets mentioned in the Bible after Moses peace be upon him fulfill this prophecy for example Prophet Solomon Ezekiel Isaiah Daniel Hosea Joel John the Baptist peace be upon them all all of them were prophets of God and all of them were Jew 
all of them fulfill the prophecy. If we analyze, we come to know that this prophecy befits no one better than the last and final messenger, Prophet Muhammad Let's analyze what does the prophecy say. The prophecy says, I shall raise them a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, like unto Moses, peace be upon him. If we analyze Moses and Muhammad, peace be upon them, both of them were born naturally. But Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, he was not born naturally. He was born without any male intervention. And this is mentioned in the Quran in Surah Al-Imran, chapter number 3, verse number 45 to 47. And is also mentioned in the Bible, in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 1, verse number 18. And the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 1, verse number 35, that he was born without any male intervention. He was born miraculously. Therefore, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is like Prophet Moses, peace be upon him. And Prophet Jesus is unlike Prophet Moses, peace be upon them. Further, if we analyze Prophet Muhammad and Prophet Moses, peace be upon them, both of them were married and they had children. But according to the Bible, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, he was not married and he had no children. So Jesus is unlike Moses and Muhammad is like Moses, peace be upon them all. Further, if we analyze Prophet Moses and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon them, both of them, they died a natural death. But Prophet Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, he did not have a natural death. According to the Quran, we believe that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, he was raised up alive. Surah Nisa, chapter number 4, verse number 157 and 158. He did not die, we believe. Even if you read the Christian Bible correctly, even according to the Christian Bible, we can prove he did not die, he was not crucified. But the Christians think that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, he died on the cross. He was crucified. For more details regarding this topic, refer to my video cassette. And the debate, was Christ crucified? But even if we agree for sake of argument, what they say is right. We have to agree that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, he did not have a natural death. According to the Christian reading of the Bible, which is not correct, they believe he died on the cross. It was not a natural death. We believe he was raised up alive. Both ways we agree. He did not have a natural death. Therefore, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, is not like Moses, peace be upon him. And Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is like Moses, peace be upon him. Further, if we analyze Prophet Moses and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon them, both of them brought new laws. But according to the Bible, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, did not get a new law. It's mentioned in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 5, verse number 17 and 18. Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, says, Think not that I have come to destroy the law of the prophets. I have come not to destroy, but to fulfill. Further, if we analyze, Muhammad and Moses, peace be upon them. Besides being prophets of God, they were even worldly kings. That means they could give the punishment of life and death to the person who deserved it. They could give the punishment of death to the person who deserved it. Where Prophet Jesus, peace be upon him, he could not do that. And it's mentioned in the Gospel of John. Chapter number 18, verse number 36. Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, says, My kingdom is not of this world. And further, if we analyze Moses and Muhammad, peace be upon them. Both of them, their people, they accepted them as prophets of God as a whole. But Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, his people as a whole, they did not accept him as a prophet. It's mentioned in the Gospel of John, chapter number 1, verse number 11, that they all forsook him. So here when we analyze, we come to know that Moses and Muhammad, peace be upon them, are alike. 
and Moses and Jesus, peace be upon them, they are unlike. So this prophecy refers to no one but Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. The prophecy further says, I shall raise them, a prophet, from among thy brethren. And we know that the Arabs are the cousins of the Jews. Moses was a Jew. Muhammad was an Arab. Peace be upon them both. So Arabs and Jews are cousins. Furthermore, the prophecy says, I shall raise them, a prophet, from among their brethren, like unto thee, and I shall put my words into his mouth, and he shall say all that I command him. We know that Muhammad used to get the wahi from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and used to repeat verbatim whatever was revealed to him. It was as though words opened to him in his mouth. And used to repeat whatever Almighty God used to say. So this prophecy refers to no one but the last and final messenger, Prophet Muhammad The next verse further says, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 18, verse number 19, it says that if you hearken not unto my words, I will require of thee, or I will take revenge. That means all those who do not hearken unto the words of this messenger to come, Prophet Muhammad Almighty God will take revenge. It's further mentioned in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 29, verse number 12. It says that the book shall be given to him who is not learned. The book shall be given to a prophet who is not learned. And when it is said, read this, I pray thee, he will say, I am not learned. And we know that when the first wahi came to Muhammad and when Archangel Gabriel said, Ikra, read, a beloved prophet Muhammad replied, Ma'ana biqari, which means I have not learned. This is the verbatim fulfillment of the prophecy of the book of Isaiah, chapter 29, verse number 12, that when the book is given to the person who is unlearned, we know Prophet Muhammad was unlettered, he was an ummi, and when it would be said to him, read, he will say, I am not learned. And that's what he said, Ma'ana biqari. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is also mentioned by name in the Old Testament. It's mentioned in the Song of Solomon, chapter number 5, verse number 16. It says in Hebrew, which means his mouth is more sweet. He's altogether lovely. He's my beloved. He's my friend, O daughters of Jerusalem. They have translated Muhammadim as altogether lovely. But in the Semitic languages, like Arabic or Hebrew, they add im as a respect. Like to elo God, they add elo him for respect. So to the name of Muhammad, they added Muhammadim for respect, peace be upon him. So he's mentioned by name in the original manuscript. But now when we read, it's translated to altogether lovely. Now let's discuss the prophecy of Muhammad in the New Testament. As far as the Christians are concerned, whatever is mentioned in the Old Testament, they have to believe because that is part of the scripture, that's part of the Bible. And Allah says in the Quran in Surah Araf, chapter number 7, verse number 157. They followed the unlettered prophet, which is mentioned in the law and gospel. It's further mentioned in Surah Saf, chapter number 61, verse number 6. The Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, says to Bani Israel, to the children of Israel, I've been sent as a messenger to you, confirming what came before me and giving glad tidings of a messenger to come whose name shall be Ahmad. And when we read the New Testament, there are several prophecies of Prophet Muhammad mentioned in the New Testament. 
It's mentioned in the Gospel of John, chapter number 14, verse number 16. It says, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, says, I shall pray to my Father to send you a comforter who shall abide with you forever. It's mentioned in the Gospel of John, chapter number 15, verse number 26. And when the comforter will come, who my Father will send, he will glorify me. It's mentioned in the Gospel of John, chapter number 16, verse number 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter shall not come. For if I depart, shall I send him? Many of the Christians say that this comforter refers to the Holy Spirit. Now, carefully note the prophecy of Gospel of John, chapter number 16, verse number 7 says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, is saying. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter shall not come. For if I depart, shall I send him. The criteria for the comforter to come is that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, should depart. Only if he departs, will the comforter come. We know that the Holy Spirit was there when Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, was being baptized. The Holy Spirit was also there before Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, was born. He was in the womb of Elizabeth, several places it's mentioned in the Bible. So surely this comforter cannot refer to the Holy Spirit. And furthermore, the word comforter, if you go to the Greek and Aramaic, the present scripture it says it is paraclete. And the translation of comforter, paraclete actually means an advocate. And if you go and do research, the right word is perikletos, which means one who praises or one who is worth praising, irrespective which is the name of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ahmad and Muhammad Sallallahu irrespective whether it is Perikletos, the one who praises, or the praiseworthy, or it is Paraclete, whether advocate or comforter, Alhamdulillah, all these meanings befit no one better than the last and final messenger prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Further, it's mentioned in the Gospel of John, Chapter number 16, verse number 12 to 14, Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, says, I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. For he, when the spirit of truth shall come, he shall guide you unto all truth. He shall not speak of himself. All that he hear shall he speak. He shall glorify me. He shall show you things to come. This prophecy says, I have many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, tells the people, I have many things to say unto you, but he cannot bear them now. For he, when the spirit of truth shall come, he shall guide you unto all truth. He shall not speak of himself, all that he shall he speak. You know, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whatever was revealed to him, he spoke verbatim. He shall not speak of himself, all that he shall he speak. He shall show you things to come. He shall glorify me. And we know Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has glorified Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, in the Quran and in several hadith. We consider Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, to be one of the mightiest messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We believe that Jesus Christ, peace be upon him, was the Messiah, translated Christ. We believe that he was born miraculously without any male intervention, which many modern Christians today do not believe. We believe that he gave life to the dead with God's permission. We believe he healed those born blind lepers with God's permission. So Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did glorify Jesus Christ, peace be upon him. So this prophecy refers to no one but the last and final messenger, Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This was in brief regarding 
the mention of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi in the Christian scriptures. Time doesn't permit me to go and give more quotations. But this is just a nutshell, the tip of an iceberg regarding the mention of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi in the various world religious scriptures. I would like to end my talk with the quotation of the glorious Quran, where Allah says in chapter number 108, Allah says, Inna aatayna kal kawsar, fasalli labbika vanhar, inna shaniya kal walaptar, which means we have granted him the fountain of abundance, al kawsar, and pray to thy Lord and sacrifice the name of thy Lord. And anyone who hated thee, hated Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he will be cut off from all future hope. Wa akhir dawana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.